listening to Her Body on Body.io FM, the women's source for optimal health and lifelong performance with your host, Alex Navarro. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Her Body, brought to you by Body IOFM. I am your host, Alex Goladriga, and today we have Brianna Battles on the show, who is the founder of Pregnancy and Postpartum Athleticism, and she's a coach for athletes as well. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I am very excited to talk to you today, and wish we I had found you mm, 2.5 years ago. <laughs> I do hear that quite a bit. I had feeling you would. I had feeling you would. Um, and we'll, we'll definitely dive into all the details on what it is you do, how you got started, which, you know, I, I've obviously read through your blogs, all of your websites, um, your Instagram pages. So I know what your story is. I know part of what your motivation and inspiration for creating this program, which is amazing. You've done an outstanding job and I personally can't wait to take it myself. Awesome. Thank you so much. So again, I, 2.5 years ago, I would have probably eaten this up in a matter of minutes, but I'll have to take my time now that I have a little one running around. Yeah, I feel yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so you you have two children of your own. Tell us a little bit about just um your your family life to start in. Yeah. Um I have been married for almost or for 9 years and um, my husband is a first responder, so that in and of itself is a little bit of a different lifestyle around our household. Um, and I, we have two boys. I have a six-year-old, Cade, and a just-turned-two-year-old um, son named Chance. And, I'm, yeah, they keep me very busy. Everyone asks what it's like to have two boys, and I'm like, it's just a loud house all the time. Like, everything is just loud. Everything is intense. I just, I never thought I would yell so much, but I just have to do that to even be heard. And, <laughs> and I repeat myself a lot. So that's what it's like. It's nonstop. It's on the go. But um, I do feel like this was exactly the life that, you know, I was supposed to, I was supposed to lead. So they, I've raised my business and raised my boys pretty much at the same time because my business was a result of um, everything I experienced becoming a mom and then connecting it to my educational background and uh, professional pursuits. So that's my family dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I find it really interesting to the similarness in women who have gone through, you know, they, their professional career leading up to having children and then the transformation or not even the transformation so much so, but the refinement of the, like what's important to us, um, where are our, drive is where our excitement lies and where we actually want to serve if you're doing line a line of work that involves serving others um so much of that comes during that transformation time yeah it really does you know i think kids are kind of act as our life coaches they either put into perspective they like they just tend to put into perspective what really matters and what we want to do what changes we need to make in order to make that happen because it's no longer just about us and so whether that is to pursue our dreams and pursue a new career or it's to step back in some ways um, and and feel fulfilled being more involved with family. Like I think kids sort of help direct 
that path and it's never perfect, but um, they do give you a new perspective. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And I feel like it helps you refine where, where you want to spend your time because you have other priorities at that point. So time is precious. Right. Yeah. I never thought that, you know, I would want to start a business and have kids, but it's actually become such a blessing in disguise. Um, You know, there's things I miss out on, but there's things that I get to do that I wouldn't otherwise get to do if somebody else was dictating my schedule. So I I do feel very, very grateful. Um, Again, I think I felt kind of asked backwards into doing this, like an entrepreneurial kind of act, Mm -hmm. but it's, you know, it's, it's been a really good thing for our life and dynamics. Wonderful. Well, can you share a little bit about what it was like before having kids? What were you up to? What, what was your focus? You mentioned a little bit of your yeah. educational background. So what did that look Yeah. Like? I mean, I had been in corporate wellness. Like my background is exercise physiology. I have my master's in coaching. Um, so I was coaching collegiate athletics and I was working in corporate wellness. I had done personal training, group fitness stuff, like all on the side. I think when you're in the fitness industry, you end up being really versatile mm-hmm. and you kind of do a lot of different things, especially like this was all through um, in my early 20s, really. So I was in the kind of do it all and then do it all at the same time kind of yes. mode. <laughs> um, and it was great because I got exposed to so many different people and so many different um, avenues within the fitness industry that I feel like really helped complement um, what I'm able to connect to now, um, working with such a wide variety of women. So um, that's what that what I did before kids. And then when I had, and I've always been an athlete, I was a college athlete. And after college, I, you know, kind of went into everything, whether it was like training triathlons, half marathons, even like a half Ironman, um, to then full into CrossFit and then, um, stepped away from CrossFit, got into powerlifting more, stepped away from powerlifting and just kind of did kind of whatever, like just a really well-rounded strength and conditioning routine. Um, so I really kind of understand a lot of different avenues of fitness and then a lot of different avenues of coaching and working in the fitness industry because I've done it all. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I get to work with a lot of different people too. And that's been also really educational and given me some scope. I'm so, sure. yeah, so that's kind of how that's the background there. Nice. And were you planning on getting pregnant the first time? I was, but I was still like really surprised. (laughs) I guess I just thought like, it's like, I knew we were going to start trying, but, um, I think seeing that positive pregnancy test is a big reality check. Um, you're like, Oh my God, this is like your, your entire life changes in Mm -hmm. one second. So it's, it, it was a really heavy the first time and not because we didn't want him. It was just such a, um, I don't know, just like such a momentum change in life. And I was really excited. But, um, you know, I also had not a lot of insight on pregnancy and on motherhood in general. And I felt like I was in a way a lot like kind of exempt because I was really fit. I was, Mm -hmm. you know, understood coaching really well. And I would just you know, basically tried to maintain as much as my fitness and um, regimen in general as possible and kind of be a badass. And that's what was really applauded still is. But back then there was zero, this was, um, he's six now. So like between six and seven years ago, there was literally zero talk about diastasis. If you can believe that in our world of social media, social media wasn't even what it is now back then. So, um, the availability of information was non-existent for 
female athletes or people that were really into fitness um, and the capacity that we see it talked about now and the capacity that I've really tried to create um, with the different educational resources and programs and just messaging in general that, that I've done with my business. So a lot of it was trial by fire for me. <laughs> and, um, you know, you sometimes you have to fall in order to figure out how to get up and how to not fall as far again. <laughs> exactly. Um, well put. And so that's what my pregnancy was with Kate was like, I just did what I had always done. Listen to my body. My doctor was like, you're fine. Just keep doing it. My coaches were like, hell yeah, you're a badass. Like, mm-hmm. and it, it really was a cha- Like I found so much enjoyment being able to, if I was losing fitness from a, I guess, aesthetic feedback purpose, there was um, at least this feedback from a look how amazing you still are or what you're doing. And I mean, it's, it's like, so it feels so lame to even like say that now, but um, there's so much of your identity that shifts because it changes your body. It changes what you're kind of able to do. So it's really tempting to push those boundaries and try to hold on to whatever you can. And that's what I did a lot um, when I was pregnant with Cade. And I also was like, I want to have a natural birth and like, (laughs) we're going (laughs) to only feed him this way and only parent that way. And I had like all of these preconceived ideas of how I was going to be and what I would do because, well, I was young, I was healthy, I was in shape and this is what I wanted to do. Obviously Mm -hmm. it would go my way. Well, of course it doesn't always go (laughs) the way that it's intended and um, nothing humbles you more than motherhood. So um, I ended up having a pretty traumatic birth with Cade um, a C, an emergency C-section and then like struggles breastfeeding. And, you know, that was postpartum, like it kind of led into more postpartum depression and anxiety. If I didn't already have it from birth, breastfeeding really like I was so desperate to keep doing it that I was like neurotic. Like I would do anything to keep nursing because I needed like one thing to go well for me. Yeah. Um, and so it was really about a year of just being neurotic about everything, about nursing, about um, trying to not look like I had a baby. So I wasn't eating enough. I was trying to train a lot. And I just knew that towards maybe by the time he was six months old, I was like, something's up with my, with my body. Like, I don't really feel right. Um, there's a lot of things going on that are not right with my body. Um, and I felt like my belly button just looked weird. I'm like, is it a hernia? Is it not? Is it like what's happening mm-hmm. again? There's no talk about diastasis. Right. She also mentioned that both of my kids were 10 pounds and I'm five, three. So they just go like straight out into yeah, <laughs> like literally just like I grow them straight out. I look ridiculous when I'm pregnant. Um, <laughs> so like, there's no cute pregnant lady here. I'm just like, I'm huge. I can't fit into anything. Um, <laughs> so long story short, I had really significant diastasis and I ended up having to go down this like spiral of like trying to find good information being given like really lame information that I was like, I'm not going to freaking do that. Or like, it doesn't matter. You're fine. Like we don't, that's not even a thing basically Mm -hmm. like being really dismissed or then it would like just get surgery. Like I had a plastic surgery and grab my stomach when I was like pretty low body fat and like not in a good mental place. And I was like, well, we'll just, we can just fix that through like a tummy tuck. That's fine. And like, I was not a candidate for that at that time. So it was just really, um, the information, even from, people that were supposed to be professionals, there was no solid answer or guidance. And to make a really, really long story short, I ended up finding some guidance. I ended up getting some information. I ended up getting connected to the right people, um, even just through social media, surrounding myself with better research, 
better information and not just like, oh, I did my own research. Like, what the hell does that even mean? But I mean, like it was really connecting with people who were practicing the research, who who really understood a more holistic um, approach where it was like, instead of just do heel sides, it was like, how are you training? What are your tendencies? What are you doing? What have you always done? All of the and then picture. trying to write like the absolute big picture of our movement, of our pregnancy, of our recovery, of what we do, of what we don't do, mm-hmm. all of these different things. And I was like, okay, finally, this makes sense. And you have my buy-in. And um, again, a lot of that wasn't even in a consolidated, like I have that all consolidated now. Right. But it was like I had grabbed a piece from here. I grabbed a piece from there. I grabbed information from this person. And it was just about connecting all of these dots into what eventually became my business. Because there, it was not in a place. And I felt like I was just going down this crazy route of like, why is this so hard to get information? Why is it so hard? Like, I'm, I'm smart. Why don't I understand? Right. Why don't I understand what's happening with my body when so many women have babies when so many women have way more significant complications than I did, like I didn't have any pelvic floor symptoms, but I was starting to hear from so many people that were like, you know, I have incontinence, I have prolapse. Oh, I think I have a diastasis. Mm-hmm. I have a one finger diastasis. I can fit two hands in my stomach. And I'm like, oh, my God. OK, so so many of us are kind of seeking out information about our changed body and then how that's influencing our body image or how that's influencing um what we do or what we don't do in our fitness, there has got to be some better answers. And so it, it truly ended up becoming a case of become who you needed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I knew that I could trust my foundation of, of education and experience, but I really had to, you know, get to work with learning as much as I could and then just putting out good content and then allowing that content to evolve, evolve over time I used myself as a case study, still do. Great, yep. (laughs) In many, many capacities, (laughs) the women that I was coaching, and I just got into the trenches and was really willing to learn and adapt and really narrow down what I felt was appropriate ways to train in pregnancy, knowing women's health considerations, understanding Mm -hmm. core and pelvic health considerations, um, understanding just management of pressure and like, when do we need a Valsalva? When should we not? What about impact? What are the, when we talk about like high impact and running and jumping, how is that translating to a woman's body? What about when she's pregnant? What about when she's early postpartum? And just really trying to holistically connect all of these timelines, all of these considerations, and then putting it into the person and the activity that she wants to do. So it's, co- right? it's complicated. Um, it really, it was, I just, it, I really went down a path of trying to learn and connect as much as possible with people with different areas of the fitness, wellness, women's health, pelvic health industry, um, sat in the office of many different pelvic floor PTs and just like, teach me, mm-hmm. I'm here to learn. Yeah. I'll be your client. I'll be your patient. You can show me everything. Like <laughs> It's great. Um, and, and that was, over the course of years and frankly, still like <laughs> still exactly. I never uh, networked with a lot of different professionals that I'm constantly learning from just because we can be in the trenches. We, and I think that's where the best learning comes from because this hasn't been in a consolidated place. It's been from a place where there might be one person doing a really good job here, one person doing a good job there, but it's not, it hasn't always been accessible and it hasn't always been, um, like digestible either. Agreed. So I've tried to make this, message and effort really straightforward, really educational, and then be able to refer to the people that 
um, can provide specific guidance when it's outside of my scope of practice. And I think because I've done that, um, like my business and efforts have been pretty successful and have caught on really well because people are like, oh, okay, I get it. I understand what she's saying there because that's relatable. Exactly. Okay, if I'm having this, this is who I should contact. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, like they, we kind of have an order of operations of content and info and you need this, go here. You need that, go here. You want to know this before you get pregnant? Great, go here. <laughs> you know, you are pregnant, go mm-hmm. here. And so over the past um, three years especially, I have tried to create a hub on my website of like literally whatever you need as a pregnant or postpartum athlete. And if you're coaching this population, which if you're a coach, you are probably coaching this population because so many people have babies. So many people are postpartum. Postpartum is forever. Um, You know, if a woman, like she has a vagina, there's an automatic (laughs) consideration that that should be had um, to understand how to work with her, whether she's had a baby or not, female athletes cannot be trained like little men. So, very true. Word to that. Oh, I'm ex- I'm exhausted after speaking like that. Like, <laughs> sorry. I, I, so when I go on podcasts, I always do that. I just like ramble and um, go down like a way separate path than what you actually asked. So nope, that's okay. <laughs> that's to- I mean, you just answered all the questions I have for the show. Okay, um, no, cool. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but you. I mean, you explained everything that you have to share and, and it's a lot and it's never ending. And just like you said, being in the trenches, you see such variety of needs, such a variety of, of experiences, which makes it hard to have. You can't just make a program. That's a one size fits all. There's no such thing in any area of fitness, but specifically right. in this area with this population that we're talking about and the needs, not only on the physical side, but on the emotional side on the mindset side, there's a lot of things to consider. And in, yeah. and, and you know, like you said earlier, I, I did thought I did a lot of research too, but there's, there's always more. And it's just a matter of not of knowing or not knowing where to look for that information, who, who to trust, who actually knows versus, oh, they think that they know, or they've only worked with these types of people. And I love that you said that, you know, you've done so much digging and seen so many people in terms of seeking out additional information and support that just shows your integrity around the product that you've created around the information that you have, but know also what it might be outside of your scope. And that's something that you don't see all the time. Right. Cause what we see, especially aimed towards like the fit mommy community and women who've had babies pre and postnatal community is um, like, get your body back and you know, just follow this program. And it helped me not basically gain too much weight during pregnancy, it helped me bounce back faster. And we see a lot of predatory marketing mm-hmm. around getting your body back or not having like, basically, like, don't turn into a fat ass when you're pregnant and only eat this way and only do that, like really just gross messaging mm-hmm. that any woman who is choosing to have a, a baby does not need to have that kind of message infiltrate her space and dictate what she actually does. Like, that's not the purpose of having like, I think people get this notion of a fit pregnancy gets in the way of actually having a healthy pregnancy. And because we're, this message is convoluted with what they're trying to sell, which is size and aesthetic related instead of function and performance related. And so like you will literally never see me market that way. And you can still have a successful business without talking about, 
getting your body back and not gaining too much weight and having it so centered around what a woman looks like and just more like, well, how is she feeling mentally, physically, Mm -hmm. emotionally? Um, And then like, what is this doing for her long-term fitness and her, her health as a woman, her function as a woman? Like, how are we taking that into account? It's really easy to sell body related um, messaging. It's not but I think that we can shift that culture. And I know that like, I've been able to do that, at least with within my reach. And um, I'm seeing, you know, a lot of the coaches that have gone through my training are also doing that because it doesn't like real help and positive coaching isn't predatory. Correct. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, they're going to be using much different verbiage. Um, they're going to be using images that are going to sell or not sell, which again, I love, and we'll be linking all of to all of your Instagram and social media channels, but I love your page. I feel like it's so inspiring on so many levels. Um, and it honestly makes me a little bit more excited for my next pregnancy. Not that I'm planning to do that soon, but in prep for it, I'm like, okay, I have like a new inspiration, a new motivation of (laughs) what, what, what more can I learn from this next experience? Right. Cause there's, you know, like you can still get applause by saying like, Hey, like I have nothing to prove. I'm doing the best that I can right now mm-hmm. for the body that I'm in, for the energy that I have, for the circumstances I've been given, because there are so many variables that influence pregnancy, labor and delivery and postpartum that are not within our control, but typically exercise and how we approach it and everything else that makes us a healthy, happy human <laughs> Mm-hmm. are things that we can often control or at least surrender to um, when we can't control. You say, well, what can I do then? I love that you said surrender. I feel like that's been my, my word for the past two years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even a little bit before, but I also did have a fairly smooth, easy pregnancy in comparison to what, mm-hmm. you know, we've, we've all seen out there um, from others. And, but it really wasn't until after he actually came that I was like, okay, this is what, this is what we're going to do. And I'm just going to let it be what it is. And every day is different. And it took a lot of uh, internal check-ins with myself on every given day of like, where am I at today? And meeting myself there or thinking I could do something and then attempting it and realizing, nope, that's not going to happen. Right. And being surprised in both directions, being surprised and I can't do this. I thought I could, but also being surprised in like, oh, I actually could do this. And I didn't think I was ready to. Right. I think, yeah, like a lot of women, especially like fitness minded, athletic, typically like our type A people (laughs) are used to controlling all the things. And like, if you do this, then this is the result. And like, you know, the end game because you're like, I've done this before. I can, I know like this is a fairly linear system. Nothing about motherhood is like that though. Like you have to, like the second you get pregnant, you have to say like, well, (laughs) I'm gonna do what I can. But like, there's so many things that can come in and just sabotage my plan. But we're kind of told, well, if you do this and you do that, then you're going to bounce back or you're going to have a good birth or you're going to do this, like train for birth or train, you know, like if you do this and you are going to lose that baby weight fast and do this and you're going to prevent a diastasis. And it's like, no, that's not how this works. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You can go in and be informed. You can be educated. You can be cognizant of the choices that you make. And then from there, like you just have to, sort of surrender to what, what your baby needs, what your life needs. And, um, just the, the overall like transformation that occurs with every child that is brought into this world. Because every pregnancy is different as well. 
And totally. whatever your experience was that first time is probably going to be different the second or third. Yeah, you just never know. So what would you say, I mean, I have a lot of questions I want to ask just off, <laughs> some for my own personal um, gain. Yeah. I'm sure everybody else will still benefit from it. But if you had your, I mean, obviously your, the name is driven or inspired by athleticism. You having been, mm-hmm. grown, been an athlete before, you obviously work with a lot of athletes. Is the coaching that you do and the programs that you have primarily for athletes? And what would you consider an athlete? Yeah, great question. I get asked this a lot. So I think an athlete is any is only differs by on the spectrum of interest and ability. But I think all women who are pursuing fitness and whatever their capacity, individual capacity is, is considered an athlete. So you don't have to like do CrossFit or do triathlons to be an athlete. You can go to Zumba three times a week and that is your consistent fitness routine. I'd say that's pretty athletic. <laughs> like you're moving and you're sweating and you're doing things like athletic movement patterns. That's athletic. You go, you do yoga a few times a week. Great. That's athletic. It's not, none of this is easy. It's making a commitment to whatever fitness you enjoy and it becomes a form of athleticism. And then if we really want to extend the conversation, motherhood in and of itself is pretty athletic. Like there's so many things like I have chance was like, so both my boys were huge. Um, and like, my two-year-old is just this tank of a child. So if I have to carry him across the baseball field, not to mention all the crap of like that my kid has, like this is, I am carrying a lot of weight and I'm walking with it for 10 minutes, you know, like it is a lot. And then if they're tantruming, like I, I have to be strong. I have to be able to withstand the chaos that is just being a mom. And my activities of daily living are oftentimes very athletic. So I do like to say that as much as it sounds like I really niche down um, within the coach course, we say that we have a top down methodology. If I can coach an Olympian, I sure as hell better be able to coach the mom who needs to get through her day taking care of her kids with less symptoms um, and just feel a little bit better in her body if she's really struggling. I should be able to help her in the same capacity that I can help this Olympian because I have a top down way of doing that. And I wish that was more in more of the conversation, just like you said, around just the day to day. We need those types of, of support. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. More I literally support. had to carry my son over my shoulder with him kicking and screaming the other day because he wanted to push the stroller across a very busy street and it wasn't going well. So I picked him up and he didn't like it. So now I'm trying to push the stroller with the shopping bag on my shoulder in the stroller and him over the other hand <laughs> he's flailing about um and I was sweating by the time I got across the street yeah no absolutely absolutely it's I mean they kick our ass <laughs> <laughs> literally and figuratively speaking yep literally yep. um so you offer a lot of components within the training programs and the certification courses. Can you tell us a little bit about what, like say we have an average woman who does just general exercise, wants to take care of herself, wants to feel good of your programs. How does somebody get started? Do they have to wait until they're pregnant? Is this um, something that they should start with before if they're considering it? So I have um, what I call, like if you know nothing else about becoming a 
pregnant or postpartum athlete and training through this chapter, at least watch this course (laughs) kind of course. It's just like a couple hours long and it just goes over like, here's how you might want to adjust your training and here's how you do that. And it gives a lot of examples and it's honestly just, it's an online education. It is what I wish. Like if I have a consult with somebody, this is a great way to consolidate what it's like to get the basics of coaching and education from me. So that's uh, an online course that I have the pregnant and postpartum athlete that can be done um, before getting pregnant because it gives you context on what your next chapter of fitness kind of looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, And then if you're somebody who's like, just tell me what to do. I just want to follow a program. I don't want to have to think. I just want to go to the gym and do my own thing and whatnot. I actually recently released a pregnancy program did that in collaboration with one of the uh, with one of my coaches that has gone through my course who was pregnant. She was the perfect model for it. <laughs> um, so I released uh, like a 36 week uh, pregnancy training program. So that's also available for people who want to go through that. If you're somebody who just wants check-ins and you're like, just, I just want to check in with a coach like once a month. Um, I'm not doing that as often anymore, but I have 600 coaches around the world that do offer that kind of service. So that is something that um, can be offered through the coaches on my website. Um, so that's the starting point. Typically, if people are you know, just newly pregnant, once they have the baby, they'll go through um, my eight week postpartum athlete training program. And that's that's a pretty popular program because it's a nice way to reintegrate into fitness, whether it's CrossFit or just basic lifting, strength and conditioning, powerlifting, whatever it might be. It does have, um, it's pretty, it's a pretty well-rounded program that takes you from rehab into, you know, building up capacity a little bit more in a really slow and sustainable way across the course of eight weeks. Um, being really mindful, being mindful of like core and pelvic health. Cause you tell somebody to do, well, just do like these four exercises, um, four days a week, whatever gets really boring. And especially if like, I never did. Pilates, right? But if you give me like Pilates exercises to do, I'm going to be less inclined to do that because I'm like, well, I don't really do Pilates. Right. Right. Like, so you have to like Mm -hmm. speak to the brain of the people that you're working with. Like, what do they like to do? How can I get a runner to buy in? Well, can I give her some movements that like simulate that would be really helpful for her running so that she knows there's an end game? Can I give a CrossFitter a like 15 minute AMRAP because they're like, cool, that feels like it resonates with what I want to do. Even though it is like watered down for the place that my body is at. So um, that's what that program is really. It goes from like basic rehab stuff, but it it does carry uh, athletic vibes so that it's not just rehab. It's not just on your back, you know, slowly moving your leg in whatever direction. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Did all of those. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And so did everyone because they think that that's what's safe to do or that's like what's right. But that's it's so relative. It's how you do it, not what you do for the majority of the people. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you're probably I'm assuming you're giving cues around, you know, what what things could feel like, what to be aware of during yep. this time, because it, it is a sensitive time and your body is so different that it is while someone might be you know, very in tune with their own body. It's in such a different space at that point that to uh-huh. be able to catch that. Is this what it's supposed to feel like? Right. Am I doing this right? Am I ready to make the progression? Right. Like that, that's hard to know in those situations. And that's right. something I struggled with. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. And, and they also kind of want that permission of like, I feel like I'm doing this right. And I'm being guided toward what I want to do. So, um, 
So the, that's why the eight week program exists because it's not usually it's not started till about six weeks postpartum. And then it takes them so that they're out of that fourth trimester where frankly, I think everyone wants their, I get so many messages of like, I'm two weeks postpartum. I'm ready to get back in the gym. What do you, what do you suggest? And I'm like, girl, like I suggest like just, yeah, seriously, like just, just kind of surrender and know like, this is so temporary. Your baby will never be two weeks old again. Right. Like the gym, I swear to you, it will always be there. Like I promise the barbell will be waiting for you, but it can keep waiting. Mm-hmm. Like there is no need to do that. And they're like, oh, but it's my therapy. But like, what else can you do right. that is not directly connected to what your body does for you? Like, who are you outside of that mm-hmm. now? And, and like, there's so many things that get like unaddressed in postpartum or that we just try to like out exercise or control by like what we eat or what we do. We want something to control because so much about motherhood is uncontrollable. <laughs> like, but like, <laughs> like 95% of it. <laughs> totally. Like what else can we do? And I remember like it, giving myself that permission when I had chance to like not feel desperate to get back to the gym allowed me to enjoy him so much more. And I remember just like sitting on the couch at two o'clock in the afternoon on Wednesday being like, I'm so freaking happy that I'm not freaked out about not exercising right now. Because I know that I can, quote unquote, get my body back or get back to a place where I feel healthy again. I know that will happen. And I trust myself and I trust in time for that to happen. And I don't need to freak out about everything. I can just be really thankful that I have this miracle baby and allowing myself to feel gratitude um, instead of desperation was such a game changer for my mental health because I was really worried about going to that bad place again that I, that I lived in with Kate. Like I was so anxious. I was so depressed. I hated what I looked like and I wanted to do everything I could to counter that. And it really just set me back in other ways. So maybe while my body looks different, I was not healthy at all back then. And I was really thankful to have a slower process, but a much more sustainable one after having a chance. Makes sense. The mindset part is, Again, not com- not talked about enough, um, mm-hmm. especially for someone who is used to doing something and, and con- like you said, controlling their body in s- specific ways and not having that and being able to surrender for it. I love that word. Yeah, absolutely. It's so relevant. I mean, yeah. anytime, really. Yeah, for real. It, it never stops. <laughs> I feel like it's such good practice, not only during that part, but 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 for after, after and it is a conversation I have with... A lot of my clients, especially those who have kids, I feel like especially right now, this time of year, um, everyone's getting ready to go back to school and it just Mm -hmm. seems like a very hectic, chaotic time of the year. Yeah. More so than most, actually. I feel like it's been extra heightened right now and that's the word I've been using with a lot of them. Like, it is, just let it be. We can do, once, let the kids get back to their schedule, then you'll find your schedule again and totally make sense with the new schedules and... Like, if you don't make it to the gym this week, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. I feel like September is, like, the new year for moms, you know? So, it's like... It's like they're excited for them to go back, but they're, like, all these things to do leading up to it, and the more kids you got, the more schedules you have to balance and... Yeah, tis the season. (laughs) This is going to be my first season, so I'm, like, just starting to get (laughs) a sense of what this is going to be like, and um, I'm really trying to give myself just a the space and the patience and the the grace to, to do it in a calm. Yeah. No, absolutely. I know my have, so Kate will be starting kindergarten and chance is going to be starting like just a couple days a week at preschool. And it's just so weird. So 
when you've had your babies around for a while, you're like used to not having time to yourself or it's like very limited time. If you do, it's like nap time or it's when you have a babysitter for just a little bit of time. And now to know that there's consistent school is just, it's such a, a weird transition in the, in like your mom life where you're like, I can't believe that that chapter is already over, even though, I don't know, like, even though you're so desperate for like that <laughs> solitude sometimes. Right. And I, and I've tried to like really have some boundaries in place, but it's just for all the moms that are listening, maybe that are just freaking in the trenches right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not forever. It's just for now exactly. because you're going to blink and your two year old is like, I'm going to go socialize at preschool for a few hours. And like, you're like, what? Oh my God, I have this time. I can maybe be a productive human. I can work out without a baby crawling on me. This is weird. Like, and so I'm kind of preparing my heart and my brain for that. Cause I know I get it. Like I am so cognizant of this happening because it was such a shell shock when that, when Cade started a sure. somewhat of a school routine, you know, <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, all the different phases, just like, yeah. you know, prenatal, during pregnancy, postpartum, they're all different phases, different seasons, and they are short. Yeah, so short. And being having the tools to be able to, to I mean, survive during those times. Yeah. Get through, but survive, really. Yeah, necessary. it's so hard, but it's like, it, but then suddenly you're in a new chapter and then you're in a new chapter. And like, right when you feel like you, you kind of have something figured out, it changes again. Like everybody says all the cl- annoying cliches are true. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it is very true. It is very true. Well, I, um, I, I definitely have more questions, but I think they're just personal questions at this point that I will do my own digging on, um, in prep for my own, um, next adventure, which isn't soon, but it's definitely mm-hmm. on my mind. So can you please share with us where people can find you, um, both social media channels and, and again, I'll be, be providing links for all of these in the show notes. Yeah, for sure. Everything can be found on my website, all the programs and free resources. I have like four, e- five free eBooks that just essentially are the, if you know nothing else, know these things, um, about these, ready. about these topics. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I have those on my website um, and then all the courses and programs for both coaches and um, athletes. And that's at BriannaBattles.com, B-R-I-A-N-N-A, and then Battles, B-A-T-T-L-E-S.com. And then on social media, I am at Brianna.Battles. And then I also have a brand Instagram uh, where I share just honestly a ton of examples uh, from coaches and athletes that really complement the message, education, and information that we're trying to put out there um, in a way where we're celebrating them and not just celebrating them because they're, like, doing something extreme. We're, we're celebrating the middle, which is – I think that's kind of a great place to be. So, it is um, a great place um, That is <laughs> – It's really a great is, page. You've done a, a, a wonderful oh, job with sharing that message. The images are just um, very relatable. Yeah, I whether appreciate you're, whether that. Whether you're actually <laughs> feel like, you're, like you are an athlete or not for moms out there who are women who are listening who, you know, just want to lift weights and just want to feel strong and maybe you're working on looking better, um, you know, don't let the athleticism part um, detour you from checking it out. I Again, it's just very relatable. I love seeing all the mom yeah. dummies too. <laughs> yeah, we love to celebrate all forms of fitness and all bodies doing fitness and really like there's – there's no one look of fitness and of being an athlete. And so we really try to expose a lot of different 
um, messages and approaches to being in the chapter of pregnancy, postpartum, and just motherhood in general. Um, and so that is at pregnant.postpartum.athlete. So on Instagram, it's like the longest, longest thing ever, but yeah, it's, it's, it's it. you'll find Instagram it. These days. <laughs> I know, I know. So yeah, those two accounts are pretty much where I hang out at online. Um, I have a Facebook page too, but it seems like, yeah, that's just Brianna Battles. Everything is pretty much connected to that name. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, well, there's, um, reading through your main Brianna Battles page when you talk about the, well, the main page, the pregnancy and postpartum athletic, the manifesto specifically. Uh-huh. Um, I love the whole thing. I reread it a bunch of times, but there was one statement that just stood out to me that I wanted to read. Um, yeah. My effort is not to promote an invincible or fearful mindset towards training and recovery. My effort is to guide an adjusted mindset with trust and patience during these unique chapters. Yeah. I It just resonated very well with me and with a lot of things that I talk about with clients for just the different phases. Like there are chapters, there are seasons throughout the year, throughout someone's, you know, adulthood, there's going to be changes in their life, whether it has to do with your children or not. And meeting yourself there and giving you that space and patience for yourself to take on anything you need to, it's just going to make the right. process so much easier and more enjoyable yeah. and empowering to be able right. to do that. We have to so. give ourselves permission to change because it's happening anyway. Trying to control <laughs> that or prevent that is really counterintuitive and counterproductive. <laughs> So, um, but that's a hard, that's a hard truth to, to swallow when you are used to having a little bit more control over your body and of your life and your energy and what you do, what you don't do. So, you know, motherhood is designed to change us and we just have to let it and do what we can. Agreed. And ask for help. And I love that you have all of these resources. So you have a variety yeah. of resources. You just need those check-ins. Um, just knowing that you can have someone to talk to, have someone give you that check if you need to, whether it's a physical check, like, hey, am I doing these things right? Or the mental check of like, maybe you should just uh, calm down a little bit and take a nap or <laughs> do something else for yourself besides go to the gym. Um, you know, having that support system and having being able to have a community like this, I feel like is of such great value. And I'm so thrilled that it's growing it's really growing finally, um, and the information is out there and it's accessible. So um, if anybody's yeah. interested, check out her stuff. It's phenomenal. I'm, yeah, I'm thank you so excited. much. So thank you so much for joining me on the show. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you would like to leave our audience with? Um, I mean, you've shared you so know, much great wisdom already, but just yeah, I think you know, I think just really embracing where you're at and knowing that it's not forever. It's it's just for now, whether it's something that like an injury that you're managing, symptoms that you're managing, a pregnancy, um, in the trenches of postpartum, or you have a wild toddler that's driving you crazy, like <laughs> it it's okay to not be okay and it's okay to get help and it's okay to be frustrated with where you're at and um give yourself that permission to to get the help that you need and to take the small steps because they're really meaningful steps, especially during this time in your life. And again, and whatever fitness it is that you're interested in, like it will always be there. And so don't, don't like, you guys don't beat yourself up if you feel like you're not doing enough. And if you feel like you're trying to do, you're trying to do it all step back and it's okay. Cause you can come back later. It's true. Yep. 
I like that. It's okay. Everything's okay. Yeah, you know, it really is. Most of us are, are very, are very fortunate. Um, and we just have to, to make the adjustments when the adjustments are asking us to make them, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Paying attention to that. Yeah. Well, thank you again. Um, I will be sharing all of your information, like I said before, and I can't wait to hear what kind of feedback we get from this episode. So thank oh, you thanks. for the work that you do. You're helping millions, I'm sure at this point with how much this has been spreading and hope, hope it continues to grow. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Well, thank you everybody for listening to another episode of Her Body and I will catch you next time. Bye. You've been listening to Her Body on Body IOFM with your host, Alex Navarro. And if you'd like to hear more, log on to body.io. We'll be back next time with more information about women's health and performance.